to go. It is September 6, 2020, episode 15. 3, 2, 1. Pop! <laughs> How is everyone? everyone doing this fine Sunday evening? It is hot as hell here in California here. Hell yeah, but it is. It is. It's them, some crazy weather. But again, thank you guys for just visiting us here at PS Comics. I love you. I am one of your hosts, JR. Kabukun, aka the Dark King, and to the left of me, I'm hoping still is the one, the only Kevin Pillow, aka hey. the voice oh. of reason. The voice of reason, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry no, I have a stretch there. It's been <laughs> a long day for the voice of reason. Um, uh-huh. I've, uh, I was telling JR off the air, uh, it's been a long week, um, and uh, with all the, with the coronavirus out there, and mm-hmm. um, also. Um, amongst the COVID-19, I am preparing for a, uh, a golf tournament. So it's mm. like, uh, I'm, I'm genuinely exhausted and, uh, but still I got to get up, got to get up to do a little PS comics. I love you. <clears throat> yeah. Like JR said, it is episode number 15. So it's our quinceanera. We are here mm. to celebrate and, uh, JR has a, uh, as always, does a great job at producing this show and has a great, great um, topic on hand that we will get to. But uh, we got to get to our news and notes. And speaking of the coronavirus, if it wasn't a bad di- a bad week for celebrities when it comes yeah. to COVID-19, it strikes again. The week started with, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, the most electrifying man in sports and entertainment, The Rock and his entire family coming down with the coronavirus. Yep. He seems to be okay. Um, that has put a lot, it put, kind of put a damper on his acquisition, uh, finalizing the acquisition of the XFL, XFL away from his old boss, Vince McMahon. Uh, but the, the Rona didn't strike just uh, The Rock, a.k.a. Black Adam, but it worked its way through the Warner Brothers uh, uh, family, mm-hmm. and it found its way to a crew member on the Batman, Matt Reeves' Batman, which we were all yeah. stoked about. By the way, can we make a note of this? That trailer that we uh, we we teased a couple of weeks ago during Fandom, which, by the way, uh, we do not own. That is mm-hmm. Warner Brothers, AT&T, DC Comics, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to do a little reaction video to it. Can we just point out the fact that that trailer was based on only 25% of the movie being filmed. Yep. Matt Reeves, holy crap. I wanted so bad to hate this movie. And if that's a quarter of what he shot so far, I mean, he showed us the whole movie, basically, Basically, I thought. Yeah, and at that point, we're like, at that point of like production where you, the, the, the small film they did, yeah, that was basically generally a lot of the movie at that point. But that's to just to think that that type of intensity and that type of like just work already, twenty five percent. I'm yeah. excited for the whole movie. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But again, like we said, before, like 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 uh, Kevin has already said that a crew member has been stricken. But then we have reports already that is actually the Batman himself. Robert Pattinson's uh, got the Rona. So, yeah, supposedly, of course, you know, Warner Bros. They're not. They're not gonna say it. But the Vanity Fair came out a little bit later on, saying that no, it's actually Pattons. And so, hopefully, you know, speedy recovery to Batman. I know that he. Um, I know that um, he definitely will. Ho- I'm hoping recover pretty fast. I know that. The, I know that there are, are some cases where Corona. If you are a very healthy and a very fit individual, yeah, 
you are more likely to recover from a coronavirus. Granted, of course, you might lose your taste for the next year or so, but still. But here, I, I, I did think it's funny, though. Um, I heard, not you know, again, the coronavirus is not a laughing matter, but um, I did see a, a silly meme in regards to the aforementioned Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock. Uh, you want to know how... Um, you want to know how they found out that The Rock had coronavirus? How? His his family could not smell what The Rock was cooking. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> hey, um, but yeah, they just did. Oh, they literally had just come out of quarantine. They started yeah. to shoot, started filming again in London until yep. the news broke out that Robert Pattinson uh, did come down with coronavirus. So the yeah. crew... Especially Robert Pattinson will go into quarantine for about 14 days. They'll yep. retest, reevaluate, yada, yada, yada. Um, I don't know this isn't on the rundown, but I want to add something that I forgot to text you earlier in the week about. It does have to do with uh, a lot of what we talked about last week in regards to, again, in, in the illness factor, to kind of rehashing about Chadwick Boseman's battle with cancer. And we talked about how much he accomplished oh, in absolutely. four years uh, since his diagnosis. So people have been asking, how did he hide that from Marvel, Disney, and all the other studios that he worked with over that four-year period? And he kept that so close to his chest. Um, so I, we don't know how he avoided the uh, negative physical he would have obviously um, come down with. Mm -hmm. um, so i got to imagine then there was probably some... Working of the books with the doctor and stuff like that. So people ask, when did Disney know? Hmm. And the story came out in The Hollywood Reporter when Kevin Feige spoke with the, the, news, the newspaper. He asked, when did you find out about uh, Chadwick Boseman's uh, diagnosis with cancer? And he goes, I got an email from him earlier the day he died. Kevin Feige found out at the last minute. Wow. That he had cancer. Not that he had died. Chadwick Boseman sent him an email saying, I've got cancer. This isn't good. And it should go along with reports from the same Hollywood Reporter uh, story was that his family has come out and said that Chadwick kept it so personal, kept it so close to the chest because as of June of this year, he thought he was going to beat the pancreas, the the the, uh, the colon cancer, yeah. and and put back on the weight that he had lost to be able to shoot beginning next March. That's right, March 2021. It was when Black Panther 2 was to begin production. Obviously, it is completely up in the air, and they said that that the the quote Black Panther camp is in kind of. Uh, I mean, obviously, they're still in the, the state state of mourning, but it is in kind of uh, disarray. Uh, Ryan Coogler and and Kevin Feige have not said. Uh, what they are going to do with the franchise, but it is there are multiple rumors going around about what is going to happen. Uh, at early early on, one of the rumors was that they were going to recast the character. They were going to recast T'Challa, and the yeah. number one choice for T'Challa was John Boyega, aka Finn from the Star really? Wars. However, John Boyega has really not welcomed himself very yeah. nicely, warmly to the Disney family as of late. So I would imagine that is out. It mm -hmm. is said, though, within the, the Marvel and Disney camp that the idea of recasting T'Challa as a uh, recasting the T'Challa character is, as quote, 
not even an option. They are talking about eliminating the character, killing off T'Challa, so Chadwick Boseman's portrayal as the King of Wakanda will end with him, and that they will coronate a new king or queen of Wakanda, and that the three other options are somehow, some way, during the the battle of of Endgame, when the Avengers use the Infinity Stone, or when Doctor Strange or someone else used the Time Stone, mm-hmm. it reversed Killmonger's death. And there's talk that they could bring back Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger to take on the mantle as the Black Panther, which has happened in the comic books. The other option is to uh, is to have Winston Dukes, Mbaku, take mm-hmm. on the mantle of Black Panther, which I believe has happened in the books. I'm not 100% sure. Right, but cool. the number one choice is Leticia Wright's Shuri take on the mantle as the as the Queen of Wakanda and the new Black Panther, which I would love and would set up, um, I think, kind of the direction that they're going anyways with yeah. the Young Avengers. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely a paradigm shift, man. I would... I would... I. It, it's a weird place for me to see that because, like, one, I, one, I absolutely love Chadwick Boseman's portrayal oh, yeah. of freaking black panther like yeah absolutely like to me he's the black panther same way that same way that rdj is iron man the same way that freaking chris evans is america is is captain Captain america America. he's black panther but at the same time i still want to see more black panther stories i I don't i still want to see t'challa black panther stories and so i'm like i'm kind of torn man like he Mm. we only had him for what four movies three and a half like yeah three like four movies at the same time like maybe three and a half because three like, and a half yeah but like in game he was only there at the end which is cool but you know you he comes with he comes back with an army it's like yeah cool absolutely it's yeah. freaking and so like but like i yeah it's it's sad like one one part of me i'm like dang man like i understand that you want to keep your when you want to keep your battles to your chest and say that hey you know when i'm able to come back and basically be victorious over this thing then I want you to, then I want to, you know, say that, hey, you can beat whatever you want to beat. But at the same time, like, yo, that's, that's crazy, dude. Like, you, you, you let Kevin know, you let Kevin Fahey know literally the day of. The day of. He, like I said, literally to the day he died, he thought he was going to beat the disease. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I apl- actually kind of applaud yeah. Chadwick in not letting the, because imagine if that would have come out, mm-hmm. they would have, they would have. They fired him. They would have recast him. Yeah, they would. They would look and uh, fire would be. I don't know fire, but like, yeah, they would definitely recast him. Yeah, they would um, recast him. So I mean, it's it's unfortunate. You know, we're we're uh, booking this after the fact. You know, mm-hmm. the, of, of something that we probably didn't couldn't imagine. But it does. Um, and, and and the talk too was that Chadwick Boseman had not signed one of those long term. Mm. Marvel deals that had a 10 picture deal. I know he had yeah. committed, he already had um, fulfilled four of four of the movie commitment, but it, it didn't sound like he had one of the long term deals. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what why a lot of people misunderstood that Chadwick was not going to come back for mm-hmm. Black Panther 2. Um, that he was kind of, I had heard from multiple reports, including a friend of mine, said that he had heard that Chadwick Bozeman had not committed to Black Panther 2, but yet he was there at D23 last year and made an appearance, said that he could not wait for Black Panther 2, yada, yada, yada. 
Um, I just think he probably wasn't in the uh, realm of signing one of those long-term 10-picture deals like a lot of the other actors had. And I think that's why a lot of talk was coming out that his days were numbered as T'Challa anyways, whether he lived uh, or not. Um, in this case, uh, he, he passed away. But I think that Shuri, based on the comic books, were based on what's happened in the comic books, Shuri and Letitia White, were, was the obvious replacement for the Black Panther mantle. And because, like I said, it seems very much like yeah. they are gearing towards uh, a Young Avengers or maybe the Modern Champions yeah. uh, storyline. So. Yeah, I, I think if they would have... This is just true speculation now at this point, but I think, like, yeah, the, I don't know if the mantle will go to maybe the story. I know there was different type. I know there were... Um, at a certain point, there were two Black Panthers. I know that for sure. Yeah. Where, and it, it was... I don't know if the mountains per se could have. I'm, I'm pretty sure they, the the way the everything was diverging into, you, you still had you still had T'Challa be as king, but at the same time maybe give up his his quote unquote mantle per se. Even though it has been said that those the Black Panther is you know Black Panther is 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 going to be the person who is king. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I just I, it's it's a it's a it's definitely a, a definitely a heart wrenching thing to think to look at now. It's just yeah. it just kind of sucks, man. Just it I would I would have loved to see a ten year a ten year experience of Be- a Chadwick as the child. Oh yeah, whether and he, whether he'd be Black Panther or not, man. I'm, especially considering what they have on the table now, getting the rights for Namor the Submariner. Yep. Um, and uh, and getting the rights for the X Men. We know that in in the movies, um. Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther was very much involved with Lupita Nyong'o's uh, Nakia, yeah. but in the comic books, um, he was married to he was married to Storm. To yeah, Storm. and the, the the crazy thing I don't know if you remember this one, but like um, the second uh, the second that um that the, they got the X Men or that you know there the talks of getting the X Men, the director for Black Panther said, hey, you know, when that happens, the first thing we're doing, the first thing I'm doing is casting Storm. He was oh, actually- yeah, that's right. He wanted to add that was there was talk of adding Aurora yeah. to Black Panther two. Yeah, like he was to be the first one. I was hoping it was the the actress who played Storm in the in the X Men universe. Because she was pretty cool. I she like was, yeah. I liked her. It's just more so like how do you add that into the Marvel viewers Marvel universe but at the same time now Marvel will do whatever the hell they want. The, I w- the- yeah. I will so- say this the more and more uh I hear about what Sam Raimi and Kevin Feige are cooking up for the multiverse of madness. Yeah. We are headed towards Secret War. Yeah, I'm hoping. Dude. I'm hoping, and I think that the Russos are going to have to come back and do it. They have said that they are done with Marvel, except now. for Secret War. Get out of here. No, they're, they're, they're the golden boys right now. They're going to be giving whatever money they want to, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, um, like, yeah. Take it, dude. By the way, since we since we last recorded, um, there's been a lot of stuff that has come out tributes and stuff like that to Chadwick Boseman. If you have a chance mm-hmm. to go over to YouTube uh, after watching this video, of course, and check out the 2020 uh, report that ABC News did, as well as the videos that were on Marvel, uh, the Marvel uh, Marvel Studios, and other uh, Marvel related Facebook and social media outlets. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Uh, some of the uh, the interviews that they did with. Um, with Robert Downey Jr., with Elizabeth Olsen, with uh, Don Cheadle, who started off one of the videos. Um, uh, gosh, I can't think of her name. The one that plays Mantis. 
Um, oh yeah, yeah, I just her name. Um, and then of course, um, the the Thanos himself, the Mad Titan. Um, God, I could just completely. I just had his name. Um, you gonna make me forget his name now? Exactly. Anyways, he he has a, a quick yet kind of emotional um, tribute to him. So check those videos out, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about over the next year or so, uh, talking about more of what's going on with Marvel and the uh, the Black Panther saga. I guess you could say because, like I said, this was supposed to begin shooting in March of next year, um, and um, so yeah. Speaking of movies that were supposed to come out eons ago, um, mm-hmm. a do we have a release date yet on the new James Bond movie? Twenty twenty. It's supposed to be coming out um, from what from my last heard and last saw. It was supposed to come out this year. Yeah. So if it, those who don't know the uh, the new uh, No Time to Die movie, uh, No Time to Die trailer released this Thursday. And oh, do you watch the trailer yet or no? I have not. Uh, let's see if I can find it and let's see if we can break some more copyright rules. Um, uh, <laughs> let's see if I can, over. what is yeah, it? Just, just look over, man. It just, um, I'll talk, I'll talk with you uh, when you watch it. It's like, overall, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't been excited for a Bond movie in a very, very long time. I, I can say that. The really and truly, um, the last, oops, on, whoops, that was kind of scared the crap out of me. Maybe Casino Royale for me. Yeah, uh, Casino Royale has been, yeah. Maybe Casino Royale. Quantum of Solace. I think. I think for me, after Quantum of Solace, this just yeah, just my intrigue for James Bond movies has gone down significantly. So I haven't even watched the last couple of movies. So. Um, I I will say this that when it comes to Bond, um, Casino Royale was absolutely phenomenal. It's one of my yeah. all time favorite James Bond movies. Quantum of Solace was it. It was it was, it was it was hit and miss. It was almost meant to be. I always told someone like it was almost like it was Casino Royale Part Two. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh my gosh. Uh, Skyfall was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um. Was his name Javier Bardem? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it was a very. I didn't like him at first, and then I went back and I rewatched it again, and really did. Um. I, I did end up liking it. Um, let me see if I've got. Uh, I think I have Skyfall here. I got. I can rewatch some of these movies. Ben Belate. Uh, but Spectre. But Spectre. I got to rewatch again. I, I was. I, I guess Hollywood as a whole is paying very close attention to what Disney did this. Uh, what on uh, Thursday night mm-hmm. with the release of Mulan for thirty dollars? You can if you have as long as you have the Disney Plus subscription, you can go on to Disney Plus. Pay thirty dollars for the premiere mm-hmm. access um, tier of uh, of Disney Plus, and that gives you Mulan. So a lot of people are seeing, kind of waiting and seeing um, how that works. I know that um, Trolls World Tour for Universal, when they released it as a digital premiere back in like April, I think it was. Yeah, it, it broke crazy. all kinds of records. Um, but I think that was because it was early on, and parents were like, "We need some entertainment for children." Yeah, and Mulan. Ah. I think the problem was is because it was been delayed, 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 and it was a remake. It wasn't technically new content, even though it is kind of a new telling of the story of Mulan. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people. This was like the first huge blockbuster that was going to go to a digital premiere. Um, though, 
Though hey. Mulan is going to get a premiere in China, I yeah. think it is. I, I guess, but at the same time, like, like the Mulan. I'm... Have you watched the movie yet? I have not watched it. Um, for those of you who don't know, too, uh, again, it came out on on Thursday, thirty dollars yep. tier. At the same time, Disney said we're going to release it on December fourth for everyone on on uh, on uh, um, Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Yeah, so you're going like... to get it part of your regular subscription starting December yeah. 1st. So you're basically paying 30 bucks to get to see it three months before everybody else. Yeah. And not only that, but like, you only get it for like a day. No, no, you don't. Get it? You get it. it. As long as you... is that, That's the common misconception that um, people, yeah. compared to what Universal did with, with um, World with, Tour, with Trolls yeah. World Tour, that you paid $30 and you got it for 24 hours. You can watch as many times as you want. You only got it for 24 hours. Hmm. With Mulan, you get the movie. You can watch it as many times as you want. You get it as long as you maintain your subscription to Disney+. Plus. You get it. Now, like I said, it is going to be added to the regular Disney Plus in early December. Um, The other misconception was that this $30 tier was a monthly subscription um, that you add and that anytime that Disney has a new release like this that's what it's going to go to that you can either uh, in our during the corona the lockdown or whatever you want to call it uh movies like mulan and potentially uh uh, black widow were going to be added to this tier and that this 30 dollars subscription was going to give you access to a a new tier uh, of movies um that's not true. This is just a one-time. It's basically you, you have to compare it to okay, if you and your family went and saw Mulan in yeah, theaters, like how much was it going to cost you? It was going to yeah, cost you ten yeah. bucks a person. So yeah. this thirty dollars is for one movie, but you get it for as long as you have Disney Plus. However, Disney is supposedly going to announce in early January a an actual new tier or even a brand new service. But I'm hearing it's going to be a new tier. That is going to add stuff like Deadpool one and two, um, other more adult thing. When I say adult thing, I don't mean dirty yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. I mean like PG thirteen R rated material, yeah. like a Deadpool, um, like stuff that that Disney had at Touchstone because they own Touchstone Studios. Um, that that was their their adult stuff. Um, yeah, there's so talk that they're going to add like a, a new tier for like. Yeah. So basically, anything like rated R stuff. Okay, yeah. that's that's fine. That's their HBO Max. Then that's fine. Exactly. It's, so, no, it's. I would love to talk more about the Mulan movie. I've well, yeah, I, haven't, I haven't seen it, yet. and I would love to talk more about it and just overall, like my overall thoughts. You know, because you've seen it. Because you've seen it. Yeah, <laughs> the, with the with today's political climate, with the relationships between China and America, and me being Filipino and Chinese and Filipino, like I don't want to talk about propaganda, <laughs> but we will eventually. We will get to it when we finally watch it. So mm-hmm. yeah, anyway, so coming out in uh, in November, hopefully, is James Bond: No Time to Die. Uh, I did they said who's going to do the theme song? Have they said that yet? Okay, so that's announced that because no soundtrack I think has come out yet. Anyways, okay. well, on to next news, guys. Yeah, so, on to next news, guys. If you haven't, if you if you guys have been just been you know at home playing video games all day, me, <laughs> I, I I haven't done that in a minute. It's become out that you know the because we're we are a comic book slash pop culture oriented show. The Marvel Avengers, the beta, the actual game came out already, but the beta is actually being gone down to say is the most downloaded beta in the PS4's history. 
which is oh. huge. Yeah, it's huge. It's it's and from uh, and from all counts, it it, had about, it got about like five million players. You know, playing across all platforms. That, go, that includes PS4, PC, and Xbox One. So, hey man, people are people want, you know, people want a lot more of like, you know, comics slash you know Marvel. Uh, I guess what's the word I'm looking for? Marvel content, right? So yeah. people are yeah people are hungering for it. So. It isn't, I'm not surprised, man. I'm not surprised specifically that PS4, PS4 in general, I think sold like at least 70 million, 70 million like PS4s in the world now. So like, yeah, these numbers don't lie. So, <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Uh, I was telling JR off the air that my wife actually was going to buy it for me, but she only came across the, um, the limited $100. edition for hundred dollar limited edition version at Costco. And so she's like, Oh, hell no. Yeah. I am not buying that. I don't love him that much. Uh, but, uh, I, I'm actually enjoying going back and playing the, uh, Spider-Man game from 2018. Um, just such a good story. Um, I just Mm -hmm. completed Turf Wars, which is the second DLC storyline. So I'm going to finish up with, with the cat, with Silver Lining, uh, uh, the heist, which features the cat was, was, was number one. Um, number two was um, Hammerhead, which mm. was the Turf Wars, and part three looks to be uh, Silver Linings, which features looks like it's featuring Silver Sable. Mm. Um, so nah, I don't want to spoil it for you. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I, I I will tell you this much. I that's why I was super excited that Marvel actually released a comic book version of the the the, the Marvel Spider Man video yeah, game man. Uh, on in a comic that, and then actually have kind of. Uh, uh, created some spinoffs uh, mm-hmm. since then, but they did a really, really, really good job with that. Um, yeah. And by the way, um, still haven't heard on an exact release date. Speaking of Spider-Man and comic books, uh, for those fans of the J.J. Abrams Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and some of you are probably going like, "Wait, what? The guy who did Star Wars is doing Spider yeah. a Spider-Man movie? No, not a movie, an actual uh, but- comic book with his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, I think what." I think it was his son doing the artwork, and I, JJ was JJ was writing it. No, I don't, I don't think that was the case. I think they were both writing it. Both writing it, but yeah. excellent, excellent book. It's a new yeah. take on Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't really take place technically in the main continuity. Continuity. Yeah, it had like it. It was a little. It was a little different. Like it yeah. had like he has a sister, and I think like he had like an evil something. No. Uh, I think in the book, yeah. it's his. It's not his. No, it's his son. No, is it his oh. son or his daughter? I don't. I no, nah, I can't I remember. But it's it's a I kid. Thought, I thought. Yeah, like I thought. I thought it was some some similar. It wasn't like he had like a, a sister, like a younger sister, in like issue two or something like that. Man, like I don't know. I have to go back and watch it, read yeah. it. But um, it is very good. By the way, just side note because it yeah. just it came out about the same time as the game reverse version of Spider-Man yeah. came out. And uh, if, if you want, and supposedly they only did three issues. It was supposed to be longer. Um, issue number four is supposed to come out uh, sometime in the very near future. They have already written it, but you know, JJ was a little busy doing star Wars. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and for those who might want to know what my gaming preferences are, as you can see in the background of mine, this uh, is actually a Resident Evil three. Oh, I was right thinking here. that was a uh, cyberpunk, yeah. but uh, that's Resident, Resident Evil. Dude. It's my girl right here, Jill Valentine. Yeah, yeah. I, I will tell you, uh, I think Cyberpunk is uh, is uh, starting to um, 
pique my interest. <laughs> All right, guys. So um, I, I don't know how long. Well, how much? How much? How much time you got left, man? We got about. Fi- we're about fifty minutes in. Uh, cool. um, we we'll try to get through. We'll try and run through this as much as possible yep, yep. right now, per se. Um, so last one, guys. That's actually a point of contention that I want to say talk about here. So for those who don't know that there, for those who aren't in the know, the games, uh, the Game of Thrones showrunners, those guys are doing a new show on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, Davey, uh, David Benoff and uh, and uh, and DB Wace are adapting a trilogy, a book trilogy called The Three Body Problem. Three Body Problem is actually originally from uh, a a Chinese yeah, yes, yeah, Chinese, you say Chinese a Chinese author named Lu Zihin. It's the Warring trilogy that came back I think in 20, 2002 or so. Yeah, it's a three it's a trilogy and had all these accolades and they're finally adapting it to the screen now. So or to the silver screen. And so here, here, here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing. D and D, right? That's what they're, yeah. that's what they're formally called, right? D and D, right? They're they're showrunners, and they got Rian Johnson as protected as a decorative producer. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, which by, which by the way just means that he is um, probably financing it. Mm. Um. But uh, yeah, Rian Johnson, he's a uh, he's in it as well as his uh, his buddy Ram Bergman, which they have also been producing. They've been executive producers together for a very very long time. Alexander Wu, who is a writer on True Blood, he's he joins on, and of course they are having. I I, I say this term very very loosely. The uh, they brought on the original author as well as a translator for the books. They are brought on as consulting producers now. For those who know what happened in the last season of of, uh, of Game of Thrones, we can see how much that consulting can do for you. Well, it's good to have the the, um, the authors uh, as technical advisors for mm-hmm. uh, a project like this. Um, obviously, you want to make sure, especially with um, a project with like Game of Thrones, it's one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you have. Um, What's his name? Uh, George R. R. Martin. You know, it's it's a mm-hmm. fantasy book. It's yeah. um, for the most part the cultures are, you know, kind of the same. Um, I mean, there's no real uh, culture to uh, to make right or or, or possibly offend um, yeah. in Game of Thrones. Um, but with the Chinese culture, this is gonna be it different. Can, it can be. It's got to. It's like Chinese and Japanese culture. A lot of a lot of Asian culture has yeah. to be handled with such uh, delicacy because yeah. you're dealing with centuries of tradition. And we don't know. I mean, you probably know more about these these books than I do. But yeah. even if it's something that was written based in the 1970s or the 2010s or the 1770s or the yeah. 700s, who cares? Um, people can be so easily offended so i'm like i actually kind of i'm on board with that yeah. and i think it's also something that probably they were lacking in, yeah. with game of thrones with not having uh martin um technically yeah technically the the thing about that is that george rr R. was actually brought in as consulting and that's i remember like the last i think it was season six or so right because yeah because that was during the time where he didn't write the last book or so he like, still he hasn't written the last book yeah, not that's still right, but like at the same time, like uh, the was it the the book before that one, right? Just released. It just yeah. released, right? And so this is uh, after Jon Snow died, and so we're trying to figure out because the last book before the before spoiler the last alert, two, have you haven't watched it yet? Four years. I know. But like, I haven't yeah. even watched it yet, but I know. <laughs> but in the book, right, it, it stopped where when Jon Snow was passed away, 
right? And so, yeah. and that was the other two books that's going to come out. Winds of Winter's last one, and I forgot the one before that one. And so D&D, they literally stated this out for I don't know how long and just kind of just wrote down, okay, what goes down? What's, his, what's the point, yeah. right? And they they ran through it, I guess. And then, you know, the last season is what we got. And uh, I... Not a big fan of it. I can understand the final yeah. season of it. And when you eventually, when you when you and Danielle, no kids, finally want to watch this show, we can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I know Danielle has finished Game of Thrones. I just never got around to mm-hmm. um, watching. I I watched it religiously. I, 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 was, I was binging it. Um, and I just kind of... Out. Yeah, I, it just became a lot. And for those yeah. of you who haven't watched the show, it is a very good show. Um, yeah, they do um, a really good job at character development, and mm-hmm. um, it's it's arguably it's it's to me for character development, it's on par with um, with oh my gosh, I can't think of the name. Um, uh, Walking Dead. Walking Dead is very, very, very so, very much a character-driven show, mm-hmm. um, and what that means is, for those of you who don't know, is like it, it just takes its time to make yeah. you care and understand everything about these these fictional characters, and that's what um, they did with uh, Game of Thrones. But I think that it, in it sacrificed a lot for uh in in the long scheme of things i think if people are like oh these storylines are weak um that it's it sacrificed the um yeah, the it, over the overall story of the of the of the show for yeah. yeah there's a lot of things they cut out and then a lot of things that that were was missed where there was a lot of loose ends per se in that run even before even even for the final season let's say even the season around season six it's gotten you see that it, is, it wasn't as tight as it was before, per se. Right? Yeah. And so just, I just don't want that to to be on the terms for however this Netflix show is going to go on. And, of course, uh, for those who know, Three Body Problem is it's originally written in Chinese. It's a sci-fi novel. Yeah. So it's a sci-fi novel about the no, – the, the inevitable problem is this, that how does a, how does a planet – how can a planet um, uh, survive in, you know, in the sphere of three suns, per se, right? Yeah. So that's the thing that they're, that's the question they're about. And it's just, it's a lot of sci-fi. It's a lot of like, you know, this alternate uh, uh, aliens per se coming to, to earth and all this other stuff. And so I, I haven't, I haven't finished the novels I've started, but then it's just, I haven't really finished all of it. So that's the biggest thing. I, I've read through a little, I've read through some certain, op- certain synopsis because I kind of want to get the gist of it. Yeah. Fully read everything. And so, Overall, I, I'm it's basically it's definitely a wait and see type of approach when I'm when we're looking at this uh, when we're looking at this certain property when it comes to Netflix. So and I'm D and D got their hand got their hands tied with this one because they're not gonna get the they're not gonna get the seven to eight million dollar budget like they're gonna like they got Ooh. in Game of Thrones. So we'll see how yeah. this one plays out. It may be Netflix, but it definitely ain't HBO. So <laughs> HBO, um, and, and still what? no word yet. Speaking of D, uh, of uh, Game of Thrones, I know that there has been there were supposed to be some spinoffs. I've did some research and kind of talking. And when Jared and I were talking about this show earlier in the week, mm-hmm. um, I did a little research and that they are still planning on doing the um, prequel, the prequels, um, but um, no word yet on when we're going to see that. 
Yeah, and so to kind of say we have more so guys in other pop culture news. Oh, here's JR's favorite topic. <laughs> BTS new song Dynamite debuts at number one at Billboard Top 100. Yes, I said that right. BTS, a Korean boy band, debuted a number one song, Dynamite, and Top 100. Billboard, here in America, their first American song they had, and it, it shoots number one. Why do we have this on here? Why do y'all care? Because my best way to segue <laughs> into our actual point, guys, is more so, it's just a lot more so for me than y'all. Y'all, y'all might not care, man, but hey, man. I've been it's, it's, his, it's his gimmick, guys. Let him have it's, it. Gimmick? How dare you, my good sir? How <laughs> dare you? But yeah. If you guys, if so, if you hear if you guys hear a new pop song, just break out into your into your radio for those who still use radio. It's that song right there. So, back in so into going to our segue into our main topic of the night into the of the podcast, guys. I had this idea, kind of just roll around my head, maybe a couple weeks ago or so. Oh yeah, about doing a top ten list, and so our top tens you know my top tens before range from like you know well, what's the best stories, what's the best this, what's the best that. For this one, I kind of want to do a weekly thing. You know uh about top 10 covers for the week now uh, we're doing something a little different here for the first just to see just kind of a test run to see how, how you guys react to this or see if you guys like this at all where it's the top 10 week for me i'll uh kevin and i will have different lists i will do the top 10 covers for this week while kevin will do well i i i, I was ugh, i could talk i swear <laughs> um to kind of celebrate and kind of to, to, to tease about what we're looking at when we talk about a top cover is um you know what makes you know it kind of sticks out what makes it uh pop and stuff like that is um i'm going to go over um and i know jr has his own list as well so i don't know if he's going to be able to bust it out but i'm going to show you some of my favorite covers of all time favorite comic book covers of all time and uh, I, the catch with this particular thing is I just happened to own all of these books, though I was unable to dig them out of my long boxes and, uh, and whatnot. So uh, you're going to have to uh, settle for some uh, clip art um, of, the, uh, of the covers. Uh, but I am anxious to see. Um, I think I still have the original email. Or do you have the, still have the original email that you sent me earlier yeah. in the week? Because you had a, a, a pretty good... Yeah, uh, we had a pretty good list, so we will get to Jr's. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna let him off easily. He is going to show me and you guys, uh, or at least talk about the uh, um, his favorite covers of all time. But Jr. is going to do. This is kind of his bread and butter, and um, and I will actually. Uh, there's a story about um, about cover work, mm-hmm. and and the connection between Jr. and I, um, and it's actually in my top 10 so as i'm actually putting the finishing touches on my top 10 um i will uh, i'll I'll start things off and then i'll I'll let jr get into his so this is what he's gonna go i'm gonna show you my top 10 covers of all time explain to why why i like them um and uh uh, let me see if i can do this hold on nope can't do it that way um gonna have to figure out how to do this Hmm. um that is anyways so hmm. i want to kind of like i said kind of explain to you why um I, I like the cover why uh you know what what makes it um uh, an iconic cover and then uh we'll get into uh into jr's list and uh and then we'll get into the um one of the other things that we're going to get into 
is, like JR said, is the top 10 um, covers of the week. And this is going to be something that's going to be ongoing and kind of JR's baby, though I will put my two cents in as well. So without further ado, let me get set on to... Why is this not working? I, I'm trying to get all kind of... Uh, um, Part thing technical here. Uh, see, I see that's I do that's I do that stuff off screen, my dude. That's I know I was not prepared. <laughs> so, um, why was I gonna say? Um, the one of the things I should say, um, one of the things that I kind of look forward to is is a style. Um, one of the things that um, kind of um, intrigues me to uh, a cover is a certain artist style and you know I, I think it's no secret that jr and i are both fans of um of art germ and uh i think that uh you know he's got a certain style that he he likes so this is going to be um this cover that i it's i'm going to bring up first here give you a little background on it um, was a, first off, this was a book that I've been I've been wanting for years. Uh, this is my favorite co- I, my all time. I'm gonna go one through ten. I know it, it's easy to go ten through one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna show you the, right off the bat my number one, and uh, this is Uncanny X Men number one forty one, mm-hmm. and what it is is uh, bring up the shared screen here. Where did Jr. go? Here there is. Well, I know I just the screen kind of went. Cuckoo. Uh, yeah. So there's the cover right there. Everyone knows it. It is the the wanted poster. You've got Kitty Pride and Logan, aka Wolverine, on the cover. You got the the poster there. I call it the wanted poster, but it's technically the um, kind of the hit list of yeah. uh, X Men who have been eliminated from the by the Sentinels in the Days of Future Past storyline. You got. Uh, Cyclops, Colossus, Storm, Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. Angel, blah blah blah. Um, just a, a great, great book. Uh, most people will say this is probably the best uh, storyline in uh, X Men history. The cover art was done um, by John Byrne uh, and inked by Terry Austin. Of course, John Byrne uh, did a lot of work side by side with Chris Claremont. He actually did the interior artwork as well for the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also did the supplemental book, Uncanny X-Men number 142, which didn't quite make the list for me. Um, the book that really got me into collecting covers, not just storyline, not just collecting key issues, was The Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows uh, number one. This is actually, it's not quite black and white. It's not quite the full color. Um, it, I guess you could technically call it sepia, but I remember... The first time I met Jr. Um, was at a brag night at the asylum, and he brought this book and the color version, and he's like, "Bro, you got you got to take this out." And I remember I was instantly drawn to this book. Um, this is actually like I think Art Germ released the color version first, and the sketch black and white second. This was actually I think uh, the third variant. So this was like him going, oh, "I guess I could do this." And it actually brought on a lot of, um, he kind of did this 
a bunch of other times. He did the where he did the three tier. I think also J. Scott Campbell's kind of adopted the same. Yeah, style. A lot, of, a lot of a lot of people now have been doing that. That the same kind of art style per se, or the art type of like art type of like art like um, black and white, a sepia, yeah. and then a full color. Yeah, and then there's a virgin variant. Like they do like six of these different covers now. So yeah, yeah. So that's one of my favorites. It's a gorgeous cover. Um, this was this and the color full color version are the one of the first two real collectible books that I bought that I wasn't after for key reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, my third favorite, oddly enough, was a super easy book to obtain. It is from uh, Joss Whedon. Uh, the, not the cover art, at least, but this is a yeah. famous Joss Whedon uh, book, The Astonishing X-Men. Um, this was during, what, written back in, what, the late 90s, early 2000s, or no? Something like that, yeah. Um, I when. But... This was a uh, a really cool cover um, with Wolverine. It is very much in the um, in the vein of uh, the um, Wolverine number one, but of course you don't see Wolverine in this book. Uh, the cover was done. I actually have I, I managed to snag a couple of versions of this or a couple of copies. This is a John uh, Cassidy. Cause how do you say that? Casada. Casada. Yeah. Uh, cover. With a Laura De, uh, Dupuy Martin uh, um, uh, colorist work, um, mm -hmm. but I just—it was just—it's a simple cover, and it is super iconic. Um, I think anything Logan does with the claws is just instantly going to be badass. Which brings me to mm -hmm. my tie for fourth: Wolverine number one, Wolverine number three, um, arguably one of the most um, revered covers is the famous scene and he just says the you know come here um i actually prefer the third book uh, more so and it just kind of captures uh logan's vulnerability um where you know yes he's a guy who his i mean i use the term loosely can't be killed i mean his regeneration health is crazy but it talks <laughs> about his suffering Oh man! What's so, up? It just reminds me of the meme. <laughs> like this meme. Like everybody asks, always. Everybody always asks, "Where's Logan?" But never, "How's Logan doing?" And this right here, no, it is, and it's just he's just oh super bummed. And I don't want to spoil the book and stuff like that. But I, yeah. as much as everyone talks about the the number one, number three is probably my actual favorite. Uh, my number five is also a tie. Um, I think you can't talk about. Superman number 75 without talking about the trade paperback cover. Mm -hmm. so, uh, the Death of Superman trade paperback was actually the first book I ever bought. Um, this is the cover of the fifth printing of a trade paperback for Death of Superman, which uh, consisted of about 12 different DC books, including um, Action Comics, Adventures of Superman, Superman Man of Steel, and just Superman. And of course, the infamous Death of uh, Superman book. I was going to throw in a third tie for fifth it was the deadshot book from no death right deathstroke book mm -hmm. from about three or four years ago that did a cover swipe of this uh this cover meaning superman 75 this one right here mm -hmm. uh, but I, I wanted to keep it kind of simple but this was always just such a cool cover they tried desperately to recreate this iconic moment with lois holding the body of Clark Kent, a.k.a. Kal-El, a.k.a. Superman. Uh, they tried to recreate it in Batman vs. Superman. It did not come across the same. It just isn't the same. But, I don't know. I just I love it. And also, when I was a little kid, I was like, why is why is Superman bleeding black blood? 
Um, another cool cover. I think it's simple. Um, mm-hmm. This is the cover for uh, Wolverine number mm-hmm. like yep. eighty four, something like that. Yep. The first appearance or first battle between Deadpool and Wolverine. I just think it's a badass cover. Um, and I know that he, I think he kind of recreated this in the movie. Um, obviously not with Logan, but with a yeah, with, a, with a bad guy. Character. Yeah, and went and just you know bodies went everywhere. So yeah. I don't know. I think it's a cool cover because you almost can't tell that it's that it's Deadpool, yeah. um, but it's it's Deadpool. Uh, my number seven book is of course the famous Jim Lee X Men number one, which is a connecting cover. This particular cover actually unfolds to reveal. Um, I'm pointing at the screen like you can actually see me pointing, but right here is actually Magneto um, in his like like a, a like a like a shield or like a shield. Very similar to Michael Fassbender's shield in uh, Apocalypse, the uh, X Men Apocalypse. So, mm-hmm. um, just thought it was kind of cool. And Jim Lee's style is, yeah, so cool. Um, really and truly, um, Jim Lee's style inspired the animated series. Um, you know, I just with, you know, big muscles uh, and lots of pouches. He did it better than Rob Liefeld did. <laughs> Number eight. I know that JR and I share a common uh, appreciation for this cover. It's a Batman Superman uh, cover. It's Batman Superman it's 12. It's 11 or 12. Something, Something like that. 12, yeah. Uh, yeah. It is a, a Michael Turner cover. Um, yep. This is an extremely rare book. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I think we're talking maybe triple digits print. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, a few hundred. Um, JR and I both happen to score this one in very similar fashion with through the Aspen booth at a comic-con. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I just, I just like it. I think it is, um, uh, you know, people will say, well, you like it for obvious reasons. Well, no, I just like Turner's. i like Turner's work. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. For, and for those who don't, who don't, who can't really see it, like the actual cover is, um, it's, it's a, it's a, like a semi chrome cover. So it's it's really it's a beautiful it pops the the colors pop and everything is this, so so clean. Yeah, this picture does not do the cover justice. Um yeah. and one of these days we'll when we do uh, another cover when we do keep the cover segment maybe I'll bust it out uh, and show you on camera. A couple more. Uh this one super iconic uh cover of Superman um and uh people get confused by this book. And to take a look at you look at this and go like wow Kevin you have a Superman number one, um, yeah. but here's the thing, people get confused by it because they say it says number one, it's not the number one issue it's the number one best selling comic book comics <clears throat> magazine, it's an advertisement it's like a it's a flex okay, the book is actually number two hundred and thirty three, uh, but it is still a fifteen cent book this. Uh, goes for it to uh, this wall books probably easily a hundred dollars right now um hot, shout out to empty tombs i scored this one through him got it on a steal um because i buy a lot from from empty tombs and uh he hooked a brother up and he was like i'm a huge superman fan the funny thing about this this i believe um i cannot remember who the artist is let me double check i want to say it's a george perez but i'm not 100 percent sure um, I don't think it is, but I remember reading and are um, hearing an article uh, or 
read an article mm. or, or see an interview. I can't remember what it was. Um, about that the artist did. That's what makes me think that it was George Perez, but I don't think it was. Um, is the uniqueness, and it's actually infuriating. Uh, the infuriated the artist uh, on this book. Let me see. The artist on this one is. It's a Denny O'Neill book, by the way. Oh, mm. uh, it's you know what? It's a Neil Adams. That's what it is. Okay. It's a Neil Adams cover. Um, the the part of this cover that bugs Neil Adams is the awkwardness of his shin right here. See how it's kind of like, yeah, it's not proportionate from 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 his groin down to his ankle. The leg is very disproportionate compared to the right leg, the left leg, that is. And the reason it was was DC forced Neil Adams to redo this cover to shoehorn the kryptonite nevermore um little flash point right here yeah they couldn't put it on top they couldn't readjust they couldn't have them readjust or put it like over here or something like that so he had to redraw the leg and a lot of people don't notice it until That's it's pointed out it. yeah and then it's like oh you can't unsee it so um one of the most iconic covers of superman um, probably one of the most iconic covers of, of comic books and it's universally hated by the artist who drew it. Uh, my last book, obviously I could not do a top 10 favors without talking about J. Scott Campbell. And of course this is arguably, arguably one of the most famous J. Scott Campbell books, if not one of the most famous amazing Spider-Man books. Yeah. Um, and that of course is number 601. Um, this has been cover swiped, um, Multiple by times. multiple times, there's actually a super rare Mexican version of this book. It's a, it was printed in Marvel Mexico. So for those who don't know, what it was like, well, what? How you, can you tell? Yeah, like, well, first Limole. off, it says Limole. I had that. I had that variant before. Yeah. So it, it says it doesn't say right here below Marvel.com. It says it says Mexico, right? Yeah. Yeah. It just says uh, Mexico, and then it also says like it's a Limole variant. So it's basically uh, in in Mexico, uh, in. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Mexico City or somewhere else, but yeah, they have the convention and it's just specifically for that. So they had a bunch of like Lamole variants out. So you'll see a couple of them in the wind eventually. It's just that, yeah, they're going pretty high now for, for a good portion of them. But yeah, but uh, yeah, this is a uh, um, uh, an iconic cover of just you know, Mary Jane infatuated with Spider Man, she knows who Spider Man is, she knows. It's Peter Parker, the love of her life, and you see him swinging off into the distance, and she's worried about him. Um, I've heard Jay Scott, uh, Jason um, talk about this book umpteen million times in interviews and whatnot, and um, it's actually one of the most... He says it's actually one of the most controversial covers um, that he's ever drawn. And I'm not going to get into why, because we're just not going to go down that road, but it's yeah. pretty obvious um, with the way he draws Mary Jane, why it's a very negatively talked about book, but I like it. It's a cool cover. Um, yeah. I think it, 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 it heavily emphasizes what goes on in Mary Jane Watson's head every time that Peter Parker has to jump out that window and uh and swing into action so there's my top 10 favorite books i know it was a cop out to do some ties but i really think that they kind of tie together no pun intended mm -hmm. and uh jr do you have uh your list or, or oh yeah i got 
Oh, I just not my not my top ten. I'll do that. That's another day. I think I think we'll have time for that one, man. Because I can't get if I go into if I go into detail as well into detail, it'll be like a three hour show. So I'm good. <laughs> I will so, say this: I have seen Jr's list. It is worth the wait. We will get to it. Maybe we will. Um, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that bridge when we cross it, man. So, but overall, like, just um, I'm just gonna go over a couple guys. The uh, just the the top ten top ten. Covers. We're going to do the top 10 covers of this week, right? Of this week, per se, yeah. Okay. But real quick first, too, JR, because like I said, you and I are very much cover aficionados. We mm-hmm. can appreciate the artwork that these artists put out forward. I kind of talked about, like, I, I look for, and like in my favorites, and when I buy a book, I, I look at a book and go, like, that book is going to be huge in 10 years. Like, um, okay. the cover, like Spider-Man, uh, I can't remember what it is, but it's the Miles Morales Spider-Man and he's hanging upside down yep. and he's kissing uh, a ghost spider or, or Spider-Gwen. Or, yeah, that's, yeah uh, that's, uh, that's 11. 11. Um, yeah. There's a super iconic, the, 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 the Supergirl run that Archer did, the mm-hmm. Batgirl run that Middleton did. Um, I think that the, the, the iconic uh, Venom... Uh, Spider Gwen cover, um, the black cover with like this is like the Venom. Yeah, you can just barely see uh, Spider Gwen cover like that. That you know that in 10, 15, 20 years from now, people are like, bro, do you do you have that cover? Do you have that cover? What is it that you look for when collecting? Other than the obvious of going like, oh, bro, this 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 cover is going to be hot, or this book's going to be hot, and grabbing it. Is there a so cover? My criteria. For, yeah, well, like, what's your criteria? What's JR's criteria for grabbing a book? Uh, it's it, it varies per se. Like, at one, I have to know who the. Uh, it, it's, it's, it has to do with a lot of trends per se with the with the uh, with the with the year that is comic or just pop culture. So you, the trend right now per se when I when I talk about trends is like is more so the anime style. Yeah. That's going on a lot. That's happening in the last about six months to seven months now, where it's. Being propelled by you know Peach Momoko, right? Yeah, Peach Momoko is doing it, and then you have this other. Uh, you have now you ha- now you have what you you should look for that cover that you have, right? The the um, it's the uh, it's the how do we call it the Marvel Zombies Resurrection, right? Okay, I got that. Let me pull it out real the, quick. The regular cover is actually from a guy named Rian, Rian Gonzalez. It's not Peach Momoko cover, but their styles are very similar. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, I, I feel like that cover in particular is going to be hot too. So it's it's a lot of a lot of the cover right, a lot of the trends right now is very more anime style, because you see in the last six months or so, you see a lot more, you see a lot like in, on the terms of art journey and. Yeah. This is the cover he's talking about. Yeah, that's Rian. I think I forgot. Like, I know his first name. I know his last name is Gonzalez, but I forgot his first name. Like, he's a green or something. <clears throat> and so, you have anime style. From Art Germ, from from Derek Chu, from from oh, Peach Momoko, from uh, from basically all of all of Art Germ's disciples. That's what's gonna happen, right? And so you kind of, for me, I kind of look at that and say, all right, cool, then, you know who, what's gonna be hot? You, you, I automatically pick up anything Art Germ. I automatically pick up anything Peach Momoko. I look at I look at homages. I look at you know what is the relevancy of, of certain books, and so I would pick up, you know, I think the la- my I think my last big book that I did pick up was uh, shoot yeah this I is yeah not... peach peach pomoko is this is this cover yeah the intent yeah. of that which i have which is actually on my list <clears throat> and but yeah we'll get we'll get to like some other stuff but like i just i kind of just have to feel like you know what's the what's what's how do i feel about a certain cover how do i feel about the artist how do i feel about you know 
possible retail, a possible like you know, um, value when it comes to you know if it's gonna be valuable in a couple of years. And so, I have to know basically what's my long game in anything that I buy, and that's it. Other than you know, but like that's like maybe that's like seventy five percent of my choices. About the other twenty five percent is like you know me getting a cover because I just like it. That's it. It's, it's just personal, you know, personal preference. I've been around the the comic collecting game long enough to know, you know, what what I can hedge my bets, what I can hedge my bets on. Yeah. And so, which are a lot of, which are actually a lot of these books that come out that come that are on this list right now. And so, the top ten covers for this week list is actually comprised of not just covers, not just new covers, but more so also covers that are you know just out of nowhere are just rising lately. Oh. And, they just you know just pop like crazy and i'm talking about books that came out you know possibly years ago maybe even decades ago so yeah just start off there are a couple of honorable mentions in my in my in my top 10 list uh, one of them being you're the villain hell uh, hellerism three the second print for some reason now that's like a hundred dollar book now that's pretty crazy okay uh yeah i'm thinking about also captain marvel eight which is the third print as well that red cover featuring star and that's up too and you know age of chaos red sonia the Red Sonia, uh, the Virgin variants on that one, as well as Ice Cream Man 2, second print. That came out That came out recently as well. And so that's a Dr. Zeus book cover. And for oh. the, yeah, that one. That's that's some I will mention. So those are just, you know, just small. I just, I just get those I just get, get those out of the way real quick, guys. <clears throat> and so I'm actually going to do a share screen on this one as well. To get to my very first, uh, to get to my, I'll go from 10 to 1. To get to my top 10. One second. Here, my top ten, my number ten, actually is Batman: The Long Halloween. This one right here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Long Halloween, and so I'm gonna move this off this side because I actually give you my other top ten. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's fine. But Long Halloween. So uh, for those who uh, there is some speculation to saying that you know this uh, this initial book is the one that's in, that's gonna inspire the Batman movie. So I'm like, hey, you know, I see a bunch of this one's gonna go up soon, dude. I I say this as a as a um, collector's perspective. This one right here is gonna go up. So that's such a cool cover. Yeah, it's a great cover. It's, if there's a small little feature, it's a small little thing where it reestablishes all of the <clears throat> all of the um, the role gallery of Batman. It shows you who you know. Spoiler alert! It shows you the origin story of how of how Two Face became Two Face. So. That'd be cool. See that front. Yeah, you might see that. And also the Calendar Man, which supposedly is gonna be the uh, the main villain of the Batman movie. So here's hoping that guys. So if if this was, if this hasn't been on your list uh, to get <clears throat> to get possibly, now might be the good time to do it. So guys, so that's number ten. Number nine actually. I'm gonna just end screen right here. Stop sharing and go back to me because I actually have this book in my hands. Yeah, let me just do. I gotta get out this thing real quick. One's gotta second. figure out a f- quicker way to do the uh, virtual background. <laughs> I know, man. But yeah, I'll just do it like that for now. So it's actually the Raza variant of Spider of Miles Morales, Miles Morales Spider Man eighteen. Oh wait, wrong one. That's actually my list as well. <laughs> oh no! What happened? My thing turned off. There you go. Oh yeah, 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 you were showing me that though the other day. Yeah, the Raza variant. This is actually um, this is actually a hip up homage cover, and they keep on they still keep on doing those, man. So that's cool. I enjoy that. <clears throat> so that's actually number eight. 
at number nine for me. I just like it because it might be a sleeper hit. It might be a sleeper, you know. A lot of Miles covers right now are just going hot. They're just incredibly hot right now. You're yeah. talking about you know Miles Morales Hip Hop Variant One, which is a Nas cover. That's going like crazy. That's that's at least a nine eight thousand dollar book too. I have that one. <laughs> yeah, check right. So there you go. Number eight is actually this is the only variant I do not have, which kind of irritates me. One second, let me just put it up right now. That I do not have is here you go. The Negan lives, the Ruby variant, aka the red variant. And so, you know, the first, uh, the, the variants that are out, actually sold out to retailers are the gold variant, the silver variant, and the regular variant. Or no, and the regular cover. And then the second print cover where it's, it's a blue lettering, right? Yeah. A very, <laughs> they had a, um, they had like a little internal thing where as a gift to all of the, all of the Skybound and Image employees, they gave the Ruby variant as 500 copies only. And so you see some of these copies now on the eBay and, and everything. They go from like, you know, high, high $900 to $1,000 just selling the raw variants. And so I think, I don't know if there's anything sold actually. Let me see. Is there anything sold? Oh, yeah. A 9.8 sold just in August for fifteen for fifteen fifty. That's crazy. So that's my number eight, guys. And that is <laughs> the, that's considered to be the red foil variant. Red foil variant. Yeah. Don't get confused, man. If you do see some of this stuff on uh, on eBay, you know because the regular first print they're red. They're a red printing, right? Yes. So you have to look at the books specifically, right? If it is actually a foil, yeah. If it is actually a foil cover. So I've seen some people try to pull some stuff, man. So you gotta be careful, guys. Yeah. <clears> number seven. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who don't know, like this is the regular. I know it's like what Jr. showed you. This is the regular. Uh, uh, variant or the regular cover A of yeah. of uh, Negan lives. Mm -hmm. The um, and you can't quite tell, but I mean maybe a little bit. There's a little bit of a um, it's glossy, yes, glossy it's a, kind of like yeah. a metallic yeah. look to it. That's what they call it, a foil cover. And mm -hmm. and that's the other thing too. Don't be fooled and, and be very careful. And that's why we recommend when you're especially when you're going to do cover shopping, um, is make sure. Yeah. That you do your homework, know what you're gonna buy. I have, yeah. I have been just as guilty of it. Matter of fact, when I bought uh, that aforementioned um, uh, "Renew Your Vows" number one, yeah, I had forgotten because Jr. and I were on different schedules at the store, and you know I wasn't coming. I didn't. You know, I was so new to collecting. I wasn't coming on Wednesdays. I think I was coming on the weekends, mm -hmm. um, and sometimes on Thursdays. So JR and I weren't crossing paths, so I didn't have a chance to ask him. So when I bought the book, I had to like really do some work because I didn't know who Art Germ was. I could have just easily yeah. typed in Spider-Man, uh, Renew Your Vows, number one, Art Germ, and found it. Yeah, so I get like volume one or something like that. So I had to do Spider-Man, Mary Jane, Wedding Dress, hmm. found the book. I'm like, oh, that's it, and actually bought the color version, which really I wanted the sepia version. So I remember yeah. when I bought it, yeah, and um, when I got it, I was like, "Oh!" And then I turned around and found the Sepia version for like nothing. I think, yeah. and I think the seller didn't know what they had because, I, yeah. like I said, that is the more valuable. That and the black and white are the more valuable of the two books. So basically, yeah, just Sorry. always do your research. I don't probably do. So always do your research, guys, when you're looking for, you know, for I guess 
I guess high quantity or high quality or slash like yeah. the high uh, ratio variance because you always want to like even if you see it like up straight you can always pull out your phone and check out eBay. That's yeah, yeah. that's usually my biggest that's usually like my my biggest things like if I see something that I like right I guess, and I want to gauge how much there how much is doing on the market I go up eBay. That's my first, that's my first rule. Basically. But also use CLZ. Yeah, CLZ um, is CLZ is and key collector because yeah. I'll use for example let me bust it out real quick. Um, once, he does, once he does that real quick, I'm gonna go to my number. Go go seven. go to yours. I, I gotta find something, but go ahead, yeah. go to the next one. Well, let's go. I go to my number seven right now, guys, and this and it's actually coming in the hot new title. We only find them when they're dead. Number one, a one for fifty variant from very own Jennifer Zone. I picked up this cover, man, and I was kind of hesitant because usually I don't, I try not to pick up um, number ones in general, or I try not to because because number ones are usually overprinted. Specifically, high variants too, because like in the last couple of years, man, I've been I've been kind of I've been kind of burned, man. Like I can show you right now, the uh, a number one that I got, a high variant number one that I got that's actually kind of just overprinted, and it's I can't find it right now, but it's the uh, it's the um, symbiote Spider-Man Mary Jane, no no uh, Gwen Stacy number one variant. And if I find it, I'll find it eventually, probably at the end of the show. And it's overprinted, like thousands of costs. You have thousands and thousands of these copies, man. It's out in there in the wild. And so usually if there's a lower print, that's the one you want to get. Yeah. Thankfully, thankfully, this one is only about, I think only like 1,500 of them is out in the world. So there's hope in a couple of years that, you know, I'll see some value you can bring back to it. And it's, and it's also it's Jenny for his own. And so she's really hot right now. Number six. On my list is, uh, of course, Marvel Zombies Resurrection with the aforementioned Peach Momoko, which I did pick up. Oh, okay, that's the other cover. Yeah, this is the other cover. This is the the zombie cover with X twenty three, and I'm hoping. And again, this is a number one, and I'm pretty sure it's overprinted. But here's hoping, you know, I had to pick up Peach Momoko. That's my biggest thing with me. And <clears throat> oh, you find your thing yet, or no? Yeah, what what I was going to show you is. Um, when it comes to uh, books and in and, 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 and wanting to grab certain books, I'm going to use The Walking Dead, for example. Mm-hmm. Now, Walking Dead number 48. This was the 15th anniversary um, uh, 15th anniversary blind bag uh, books. This is um, actually not even – well, this is technically the B cover because technically number 48 was the first number 48. Um, yeah. And um, – so this is, uh, I believe, this is the governor mm-hmm. um, being defeated. Sean, yeah. um, there are multiple covers that they did for the 50th anniversary. They did this cover right here that I'm showing you with my with the arrow. Do you see it, right, Jr. The arrow. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. that is the quote regular color version of that book. Then they did, which I don't have. They did a virgin variant of this cover. Mm-hmm. Then they did a black and white version of this color. Mm-hmm. And they did a virgin black and white. And then I think they did like another one. But what they did was this right here, these two that are right next to it. And yes, that really does say $115. And you're, I'm going to tell you why. Is that in the virgin variant of this, bu- of this book and the color, they don't have the casplat right here. This, this lettering right here. Or right here. These, these are both the exact same books. And... These are a, I believe, a one in, I think they're one in a hundred. Yeah. How I got two, totally dumb luck at Comic-Con. 
Um, but yeah, these are one in one hundred. I think um, I, I may maybe they're higher. Maybe it's oh right there. It is one in one hundred mm-hmm. uh, variants right there. Um, I do have these both signed um, by uh, the the artist by uh, Chris Burnham, Burnham, and I asked him why this cover. Like it's so violent, um, and he says that they gave him a instruction to do this cover as violent as possible. So he's like, I want to go overboard. And the worst thing they're going to tell me is do it again. Mm. And he submitted this cover and they went, okay, done. And then they came back to him and said, can you add the Kasplat? And like I said, these are one in 100. You could only find um, uh, a hand. Uh, you can only say you don't get to find a hundred. Now, and again, this is why you should pay attention to which ones are the most valuable. I'll use this one for example. Here is Walking Dead number 100, the death of Glenn, the debut of Negan. Um, of course, the co- the original cover of 100 is the just Lucille, blood, the bloody Lucille yeah. on the cover. Yeah. So this is the <clears throat> this is the 15th anniversary book. There is Negan standing over um, uh, the the dead uh, um, Glenn. Um, it's Glenn. Glenn. Uh, the cover art this is done by james heron and so you see right there i have the virgin variant of it now this is not the high variant there is a a high variant that actually has above negan because you're thinking wow kevin you got the you got the virgin variant of of the knee the death of glenn there is word bubbles a couple one here one here something like that i don't know what they actually say but the word bubble variant is the one in 100 so when you go and you just type in on eBay, I want the the 15th anniversary Virgin variant for Walking Dead 100, and that one pops up. It's at most maybe a five to ten dollar wall book. The the blind bag one the one in 100 with the word bubbles, I believe, goes anywhere from like a hundred. I've seen it go as high as two hundred because it was again it's a one in 100. Yeah, but it was it was next to impossible to find. You're gonna and, have to, yeah, you're gonna have to definitely just do your research, guys, when you're looking at these certain books. Yeah, because like there it was actually the main the original topic before was actually point of contention where I wanted to talk about you know what is uh, variant influx per se when it comes to um, when it comes to comic book collecting and selling today, where we have the you, there's a lot of variants. There's a lot. There's oh, a lot yeah. more. And there is, you know, original covers nowadays, specifically in this era in the last 10, 15 years now. And so yeah, that, that'll probably be our topic next week, man. Probably like, well, how do we feel about variants per se? But overall, guys, like, um, like, like we said before, do your research. Do your research, do your yeah. research, do your research. And like, you must know if you're getting a deal or you're getting cheated per se. So and we've all been victim of it. We're all victims of both. Uh, number five for me, uh, yep. back on my list yep, here. Yep. Oh, actually, yeah, actually back to number six. Um, so... Peach Moko is actually the, I could probably firmly say that she's the hottest artist right now because her books just fly off shelves, man. Her, her, her pre-order things are like, they're done in, in like five minutes or less, man. And I've been lucky enough to get a bunch of her stuff. Uh, but, you know, we, <laughs> we don't know if the Peach Momoko burnout will happen sooner than later. So right now, I guess it's, it's, better, to, it's better to get some of her books and just try to offload them as fast as you can, guys. So yeah. that's my that is definitely my uh, my quote unquote. That's my um, I guess advice 
for for some of the hotter comics right now. It's if especially specifically for Moko, and I know Marvel does a lot of like they 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 tend to flood the market with a lot of stuff, a lot of artwork. Yeah. So you have to kind of you have to kind of gauge where you're at, guys. But number five for me is yeah. actually another awesome artist that does the anime style is actually Sonic Sonic with Monstrous number thirty. Now this is all just purely preference for me, man. Because this cover right here is very much, if for those who don't know, or for those who do know, if they ever watch Helsing, it's an anime, a crazy anime, um, Helsing Ultimate specifically, where the main character is Alucard, who's a Dracula, who's basically who is basically Dracula, who's a vampire, yeah. working for working for um, the Helsing Helsing uh, Corporation, which is a British uh, British embassy type of thing, kind of secret ops thing, where they go kill, you know, they kill demons and devils and they're in war with nazi vampires and 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 uh the uh we call it the roman catholic church so it's kind of crazy every mind of that one i absolutely love that one that's just personal preference for me i'm hoping i'm hoping that in a couple of years sonic takeda tuxeda you know she reaches the amount of a claim well she has a claim but she reached the amount of hype that peach Moko was getting right now yeah. yeah number four for me is actually this is an older well. This this book came out in twenty seventeen. America Chavez. We were talking about America Chavez, our very first, our very it first. This is the very first episode, yeah. Yeah, and our, and and even a couple more podcasts after that. That she might be, actually be in the Young Avengers, and she might be in upcoming upcoming Marvel films now. Well, number six from America Chavez is specifically the Jen Bartel variant, is going I super. Love Jen. Yeah, I love Jen's work. I I absolutely adore her. Yeah. I've met her. Yeah. She's super chill. Yeah. Um, yeah. This particular this yeah. particular variant man is just going crazy right now because it's, it's a cool a, cover. It's a cool it's a cover. Super, it's also a super low print book. It's a super low run, super low run. It's a variant, and it's going for like you know the raws are going for like a hundred dollars when they were wow, um, like two months ago, and so <clears throat> even though even though there's number two, the America number two, which is done by Art Adams. Even though that one's the higher, I guess the higher, like higher selling book. That's like you know, I think the Raw is going for like two seventy five on that one. They've always been around that price anyway. They've always been like about a hundred dollars or so. But like this, this particular cover, if you get if you find a ninety eight ninety eight of this cover, it's like at least a thousand dollars. Which I'm gonna send this in eventually. I'm gonna send this in soon. When did that run? Twenty sixteen. Uh, twenty seventeen. It was a short run. It, yeah. it was one of the. It was it was a quirky run, man. I think the last the last comic the last couple issues had to deal with the her uh, she it had to deal with her fighting um, a a I think another Latin American supervillain called Dominatrix. Mm. So, mm, mm, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, man. Number twelve for me, guys. Oh, number twelve for me, guys. I'm, I'm trying to try to go with this really really. No, no, you're good. Actually, number number not number twelve. Uh, number three. For me, guys, Spider-Man 12, the Isanovi variant. Now, I'm going to show you this again. Pull this up. Uh, I have this variant, but it's after CGC right now. And it is. Wait, this one right here. Now, this is a this is a super low print run. Book two, right? Spider-Man 12, is Mal, even though it's Miles Morales, there's not that many of this out. There's not that many of, of this. Yeah, I even kind of forgotten about it. Yeah, a lot of people did. Dude. A lot of people did, and this is, you know, this is during the the supposed relationship between Miles and 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 Gwen, right? This is what you see in the movie. This is this is what it kept. That's what uh, capitulates it as, right? 
So this book just got hot as well. It's out of nowhere. Like the last three, two, three months, these books just got hot. That feature Miles Morales, that feature America Chavez, that feature all these like quirky characters that are possibly going to be in the new in the new Marvel or new Young Avengers movies, possibly, right? Yeah. So nine eight of this one just sold, possibly in this month, last month, for nineteen fifty. I sent this book again. I'm hoping I'm hoping for a high grade, man. I got to check for Javel, man. But this is crazy. This one, that one surprised me. I think uh, I got my, I got, I bought this book at uh, Interstellar for like 20 bucks. <laughs> Another one that's kind of going on the same, uh, on the same deal that again, just kind of, it was a book that just kind of caught my eye. Now I will admit that when I saw this book, I thought it was actually Gwenpool at first, mm-hmm. but um, from the same, um, That's it. from the same, actually it's the same issue, issue number 12, Spider-Man. Um, and this has, uh, become uh, an icon of a, uh, iconic. And again, this is an example guys of books. You can just look at and know that they're going to be iconic. And, uh, this obviously dealing with the, um, the, the, the budding romance between, um, Spider-Gwen and uh, and uh, Miles Morales Spider Man, and yeah. of course it was going along with uh, the, what was the storyline called? Um, uh, I forgot. Like, it's, it's they're all they're all in different universes. This is after Miles, of course, goes is is connected to the mainline universe. But then oh, sitting in, yeah, it's called. Uh, it was the sitting in a tree storyline. So um, here's another one, and I, I just I had to get because I was like it was part of a storyline. I think this was a crossover with uh, yeah. the Gwen the the. Spider Gwen book, yeah. Um, whoops. Oh, I guess it won't let me bring up that. Yeah. There you go. There's the yeah. cover. So, um, I don't know if they actually did get married or not. But... No, they didn't. They didn't. So they... It but is. Th- yeah, it's... but those are books that just kind of caught my eye, and I'm like, those are going to end up being kind of iconic. Yeah. So the last two, I actually, the last two on my list, that I actually don't have, sadly. And I kind of kick myself in the butt because eventually I'll have these two. I'll, I will have these two eventually, man. But number two for me is actually an older, is actually a uh, a well meaned, you know, <laughs> a well mean appreciation book from DC. And it is. I wanted that Batman book. Batman ninety two, the appreciation the appreciation variant. You know how much? <laughs> you know who got this book? Your sister. Yep. She got I, it. It's funny was the book, the book was at the asylum. Yeah. And it was already pulled. Um, yes. And when your sister went in looking mm-hmm. for, I was there when, when, when she showed up at the shop mm-hmm. and uh, I think uh, Aaliyah showed her the book and she's like, um, I guess there was like a communication issue. At least this this was my observation. It sounded like that your sister was upset that she wasn't getting this book and that you had beat her to it. Because it was just like they they it wasn't in your it was not in your sister's pool. Yeah. And so they had pulled it like out of a out of a cabinet or something like that. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh my gosh, who beat me to it?" And she's like, "Well, I think JR got it." And she's like, "Wait, what? Oh man, I get this blah blah blah." And then, uh, I think Chick popped in. She's like, no, "No, no, 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 no. It's 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 your sister's. Um, so no, yeah, yeah. it's, it's no, a cool I, cover. Yeah, I know. I told her. I told her to get it. That's the thing. Like because like my, I had a budget that day 
<laughs> and I picked up like two cover. I picked up the um, I picked up the um, uh, we only find them that are dead as well as the Peach Momoko variant, right? And that yeah. already was a lot of money. And like this one was, you know, price market market price. And so I'm like, nah, I ain't looking to spend you know upwards of four hundred dollars today. <laughs> I'm good. I'm chilling. And so I'll never leave. I'm, uh, I'm probably gonna try, probably find this book, but then, yeah, man, this is definitely this one was a hot. This is a hot title, man. I know that uh, Interstellar, that guy, he started uh, he he started his own um, CGC account and is gonna send this copy in. To CGC. It's already gone, yeah. Yeah, it's already gone. I I have yet to talk to um, to Sid or to to um, I forget his name, man. The cat that works there, George. I, oh, okay. I have to talk to George about about if they still have this cover. Probably not, but they, I think I think Chick said it was already gone. If it is, then it is, man. But it sucks. I really wanted this cover, but it is. And then my next one, actually, my number one, my number one for my list for for top 10 books this week is actually going to go to fantastic 452 a little shout out to by the way that previous the batman number 92 the uh variant artwork by george jimenez yep. that's the one per store variant mm-hmm. right now high grade going for on average 200 dollars um it should also be known that the uh, Jorge Jimenez 1 in 25 variant that came out on launch day yep. the purple one um, that is going for 50 um, the art germ has only increased by about a dollar it's going for just above just above cover price but mm-hmm. that punchline book is uh, it's going pretty solid but pretty sorry Fantastic Four Fantastic Four 52 first appearance of the Black Panther now Guys, this is, of course, with the passing of Chadwick Boseman, this book just jumped up, man. This book jumped up tremendously in the last week or so. A because, lot of Black Panther stuff did. Yeah, a lot of Black Panther stuff. But And this one, uh, which is crazy to me because I'll just show you like some of the sales. A 9.8, which is this sold in 2018, sold for just under 100K. Just under 100k, but then the the one that I've been I've been tripping out the most uh, is some of these you know 5.5s and and five books right here right. Originally, they were about the same price as possibly your 3.5s and fours, but now you see these huge jump within the last within the last like month or so because of the passing of Chadwick Boseman. They've gone up at least you know 100 to 200 dollars. Wow, is that is that 96 thousand dollars for a 98? And this sold last, and this is this was sold last in 2018, though. And so it, it it's probably even way higher now, which is really weird because, and again, this is where you have to be very careful. Um, when and this is going to kind of go into a little tie-in between our CGC and our collecting episode, and ties into the cover episode. Is if you look that book up on Key Collector, it's $2,200 wall book. Mm-hmm. $2,200 more realistic than $96,000. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, JR, that that is a two-year-old sale for a 9.8. For a 9.8. Probably sold at a heritage auction. When you when you go to sell books, yep. not buy, yep. well, both. For sellers, mm. when you when you go to sell your book, you cannot use eBay all the time as a barometer. It does not show the market value. It really doesn't because you're showing what someone is willing to pay for it, not what the market value is. 
to be honest, I do trust Key Collector a little bit more than eBay mm-hmm. um, because I think that is more on par of what a high-grade book is available. I think it's an extremely valuable book. I was actually surprised that it was marked as, as low as $2,200. Mm-hmm. But um, it is... I you have to be very careful with using eBay as a barometer as a seller or, um, or mm-hmm. um, but as a buyer, know mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Know what you're getting into. Don't let someone say, here's a 9.8. I'm going to sell it for, for $100,000. Here's the thing, though. I will say, just, just for my contention, it's more so when I say check market value, check sold listings on yes. eBay. Because yes. that's the biggest thing. Like, Understandably so, you'll have some of these freaking guys that like will have a Spider-Man one from like you know 2015 after like you know the new renewal was gonna sell for it's a nine eight yeah it's gonna be a, a quote unquote rare book it'll sell for a thousand dollars you'll see you'll have those guys right you have those people but then you you always have to know that the market will always drive the uh, people will always drive the market so you have to look at sold listings and so a lot of the times for these books here let me put back on share screen. Right, these one here, all these right here, the CGC cons- consensus. These are sold from eBay from other auction sites. I'm pretty sure this one right here, the ninety six thousand, is sold from an auction house. Yeah, this is sold from an, from an auction house. While a bunch of these ones from twenty twenty, you know, August twenty twenty, right, September twenty twenty, these ones are sold from eBay. And so you have to always when I when I tell people, you know, to look up you know, to look up eBay, I always mean I mean to say to look up you know sold listings because that is where how much the market is, how much are people are willing to pay for it? Yeah. Because even though you know you will have someone you will ask who who will ask you know five thousand dollars for a, I don't know a Saga one RP variant or RP variant, um, it will the last one sold will probably like be two thousand dollars or so. So you have to always gauge your market. You always have to gauge where you come, you're coming from. And absolutely, it's not to it's not to this is not to um say that you know key collectors or um or even you know, go collect go collect not or go collect or even freaking comic collector is not is not you know viable it's just that we have uh the best way to check for market value or like for you know, where people are willing to pay is yeah. usually ebay so that's the biggest thing <clears throat> so yeah uh when it comes to some of these comic books guys and when you said before the actually yeah to go back to my original point before when i said that you know that you have to worry about what is what's flooded the market. This variant per se, I showed this variant off before, right? The Symbiote Spider-Man, one for one hundred, incentive variant, right? Yeah. Art germ. I have four of these. You know how much I paid for? How much did you pay for them? One I got from Sid, right? Because I did the whole, um, I did the whole, uh, you know, hey, I'll pay for how many copies you get, you know, for yeah. it, and do that whole thing. And I think I paid like I paid a lot of money, and it's crazy to me how much, how much some of these uh, shops pay for it, right? Yeah. My other three that I got, probably total, no more than one thirty for three. So. You have to, so that that's why you know my rule now is like I have to be tested on what is going to be hot, per se when it comes to number ones, specifically when it comes to high key variants, right? And so, I'm hoping I'm hoping my Peach Moko isn't going to be one of those books that like you know there's like there's like fifty thousand copies of them, and but man sometimes dude I had to bite I had to bite the bullet and just take it. But 
that's uh, that's my top ten. That's the top ten for the week, guys. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully, y'all got some insight for you know how yeah. we view um, how we view comic collecting, how we view the markets per se. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other comics right now that just got crazy in the last 24 hours. But overall, guys, that was my top ten for the week, or that was the top ten for the week. Um, I will say this. Um, I'll throw a couple of other honorable mentions JR's way. Um, we mentioned uh, um, Joshua Middleton. This is mm-hmm. an example of a Middleton book. This is yep. a more recent Batgirl, mm-hmm. uh, Batgirl number 48. Um, just kind of his style. Um, obviously, a lot of these artists uh, tend to lean towards doing the female form. Um I think there's so much more you can do with that, especially with a yeah. character like Batgirl. Yeah, um, they'll sell, man. They'll sell like crazy. Um, I will show you this is another one that you have to kind of think outside the box with. Is, again, go with un- a uniqueness factor. Mm-hmm. Um, this is number two of a mini series. This is a, uh, uh, as I like to call it, an a, uh, AMF cover. Um, and that, of course, is uh, Tony Fleeks, Anthony leaks uh this is a cover that he did for transformers my little pony friendship in disguise number two kind of a cool cover um with grimlock and i can't remember what the little dragon's name is but the the original the the first cover was really really cool and uh, i actually bought one for everybody in the family so my my daughter has one my my wife has one my son has one um a couple other uh, honorable mentions um again dc black label really kind of killing it once again um, yeah. This is a another one of their magazine styles, book one of Hellblazer, Rise and Fall, and it, it does uh, include John Constantine on the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, really kind of a cool cover. Just really kind of jumped out at me. And then this is, um, oh my goodness, I can never remember this, the, the artist on this one. They, they, they've done quite a few of the black label um, what's that? Libre Michel? I don't know. This is this style. This is the co- the variant cover. Yeah, for... that should be Libre Michel. But uh, I just I really really um liked this cover. Um, it's very similar. I thought it was a Jen Bartel at first, or not Jen Bartel. Um, oh my goodness, I can't think of her name. That usually does Catwoman. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, it's going to bother me too. Thanks a lot for that, Jackass. Exactly. But, uh, no, I, I like those covers. I, I think they really have done a, a killer job. By the way, that was my pool, my flex pool for our, the week from uh, from Asylum, a, a short week, um, and uh, not as, as expensive uh, visit to the Asylum this year. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, that's uh, kind of what we got going. What's up with What'd you I just break? I just noticed that I got my shirt inside out this whole freaking time. Whatever, it's fine. Oh my goodness. We can't take you anywhere. That's not good. But anyways, um, compared to our previous... Well, actually, no. I think we're pretty much on par. Almost about two hours. But compared yeah. to our, our previous shows that have been marathons, this is a relatively short show. Um, mm-hmm. I think that we want to show you guys a lot of... We, we can be the comic book podcast that a lot of people are and just kind of give you rumors and stuff like that and and 
and okay, what's coming up next? Because a lot of what's based on, well, a lot of what comic books are based on right now are just movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot more to collecting comic books than just going like, oh, like Riri Wilson's gonna, Riri Williams is gonna be in the next uh, Avengers movie, so I got to go get you know, uh, you know, Invincible Iron Man number seven. You know, yeah. no, there's 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 a lot more to it and. I think that this is going to help uh, when we do little topics like this. It's going to help you guys uh, be the better collectors. And I know some people will go like, "Man, why are you giving away all your trade secrets?" Well, you know, like I said, we're a family. We're we're a community that helps one another. And mm-hmm. I know that prime example when we were at in Vegas last year for Amazing Con. Um, you know, we kind of worked together as a team to find these really cool books, and I actually ended up scoring. Not only um, some really cool J. Scott Campbell Black Panther books, but I actually ended up scoring uh, a couple of Michael Turner's, including one that was signed by Michael Turner that uh, that uh, I didn't know about. And oh, is that a teaser of the background that you're putting up there? Uh... It's Mando. It's Mando. That's it. Zamando's coming out for those just small tidbit. Second season coming in October, right? Should be October. yeah, end of October. Um, I think it was October 20th to be exact. Mando, uh, Mandalorian season two. Yep. It has wrapped. Um, and I wait, man. Still no word on when we are going to get Falcon and the Winter Soldier. If we're going to get it in 2020, I know they're still filming. I think yeah. they are wrapped with WandaVision. And I believe they are still in production for what if, and they go back into production for Loki Mm-hmm. And we are, I think, just a few weeks away from finding out more information about the Hawkeye series because that series, I believe, is officially in pre-production. Yeah. Even though they have not announced who is going to play Kate Bishop. <laughs> so. It's going to be interesting, guys. It's going to be interesting. But yeah, guys, so that's our top 10 of the week and uh, and top 10 for Kevin all time. You'll get my top 10 eventually, guys, but I want to do more of these top. Like I'm hoping um that like we can possibly do more videos per se when I do the, when I do these top 10s. It'll be like short, quick. I'm hoping originally guys is supposed to be like a a 10 to 15, maybe even, you know, 25 minute segment like a, like week. a like a one-off kind of like yeah. not a, like the idea the JR had was to do um kind of a mini podcast of mm-hmm. just this list, but I think we want to tie it. Um, I will say this, that probably with stuff like that, <clears throat> I think you're going to see more of JR putting some stuff up. So be, that's why I said really recommend going up and hitting up our social media, yeah. not just our personal stuff at voice of reason 23. And of course, uh, also not JR comics 42 on Instagram, mm-hmm. but follow us on social media, Facebook yeah, and Twi- uh, Facebook and Instagram uh, at PS comics. I love you. Twitter, PS Comics, I love the letter U. Um, because there might be some times where JR and I will pop on just to throw some some um, some add-on co- content. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But uh, I think that we're going to see, not only are we going to see the, the flex pool continue uh, week in and week out, I think we're going to see JR's uh, uh Cover cover shots or whatever will come up with something. Yeah, uh, man. But, well, some uh, of that. Uh, uh, I believe though, like what I do would like to probably well, what I would do want to go with with the with this comic book thing or this comic book cover thing is like maybe I don't know. Sometime at the end of the month, we'll say what's our favorite covers of the whole month. Yeah. Like, so that'd be my cool. That might be a cool idea to have. So, but with that said, uh, thank you so much, everybody, for. Uh, 
for supporting the podcast. Again, we continue to recommend that you guys go over to YouTube, uh, watch this video. Um, I understand the length of it's kind of tough to sit and consume unless you have uh, YouTube Premium. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we again continue to recommend you guys go over there, and subscribe to the channel, like and like the videos, uh, and also click Hit the notification, notification bell. Uh, but also, don't forget you can check out the audio format of this show on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, just to name a few. You can also hit us up on, of course, the main page, anchor.fm slash you. We are also now found on the number one platform for podcasts. That is iHeartRadio. Download the app, search out PS Comics I Love You, and check it out. Uh, and it's also available uh, the when you have the, um, the iHeartRadio app. It is mm-hmm. available for CarPlay and Andrew, Android uh, Auto. Auto. Um, so you can uh, kind of search it out right there from uh, from the car app. So, all right, that wraps right, up episode number fifteen. I am the voice of reason, Kevin Pillow. Again, at Voice of Reason twenty three. The man I, over here is I am the Dark King, aka Jr. Capucun. You guys can find me at also not Jr. Comics forty two. You guys can find us again like all our social medias, guys. Thank you very much for just continually supporting the show. We're just looking at our faces the whole time, and uh, yeah, man. Well, hopefully, uh. I would like to do the variant topic possibly next week, man. Because I know that was a that was a big thing per se for a lot of for a lot of collectors. A lot of older collectors today were like, you know, they don't want to get in the 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 modern variant grail type of business, man. So that's something yeah. you wanna, let's do that. Do. We'll do the good, the bad, and the ugly of variant covers mm. uh, next week. And uh, yeah, I think it's a, it'll be a good topic because Jr. and I both really know a lot about uh, the subject at, at hand. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, guys. Have a great week. Be kind to one one another. Wear your damn masks. Let's cur- let's uh, crush the curve, and mm-hmm. uh, we will see you next week. Hey, guys. Peace. Peace.